Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes. This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. I'm Stephanie Evans, and I'm the executive director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Today, I'm talking with Melissa Blackburn, co-creator of Haven Collective, a co-working space in Upper Arlington. Welcome, Melissa, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited. Um, I have to say, it's been so fun for me to follow you and Danielle as you've built your business. It's an amazing work environment over there, next door, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Um, But I remember meeting you the first time and walking through your building wearing a hard hat. And we still have those pictures. We love them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, wearing a hard hat and listening to your vision. Um, And I was just so excited for you. And it's been um, such a gift to me to be able to kind of watch you guys grow with it. So um, I appreciate that you reached out to us so early in your business so yeah. that we could be kind of part of that. I feel like a proud aunt. Oh, well, you guys <laughs> have been so supportive. And I just remember being really impressed with how involved the chamber was and how committed you were to our success. So, you know, we owe a large yeah. thank you to you oh, well, for that support too. It's been fun. It's been really cool. fun for us. Um, so I'm thinking though, how long ago was that? Oh my goodness. Um, so we came up with the idea in April of 2017 and then started taking on coworkers in October of 2017 just in our yeah, upstairs. Yeah, that happened pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't tend to move slowly. So <laughs> um and then we opened our full building and welcomed everyone we could starting yeah. in Fe- uh, February of 2018. So okay. still this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did. It happened quickly. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't that long after I started here. Right. I met you. You were pretty right? new when we yeah, started. Yeah, it really was. Okay. So we'll circle back to some of that, but I want to start um, our talk today with the same question that we ask everyone, which is what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? <laughs> and then how does that play into what you're doing today? What a great question. When I grew up, I actually wanted to be an actress. I okay. begged my parents to send me to acting classes and was lucky, lucky enough to get a lot of roles in theater through high school. I even went to theater school one day a week for high school. Mm-hmm. And come time for college, my parents had very different ideas about what I should do and were not really supportive supportive of me going to theater school mm-hmm. for college. So I went the more traditional route. It though it does play into what I do today because though I haven't thought about it till you just asked this mm-hmm. question, having that comfort and being able to talk to people and get on stage and mm-hmm. not be afraid to be silly or make a fool of myself. I think you need that when you're starting your own business right. because it can be very nerve wracking to put yourself out there. I would think so. And the confidence that you build by being on, on stage and, yeah. and in front of people. Um, I think I just was from a young age, not afraid to fail. 
so I think the theater really helped me yeah. to build that Good confidence. For you and, and for your parents. We actually yeah. just had a, a conversation in another podcast about failure. Um, and, and that, um, sometimes, you know, as a parent, we don't want our kids to fail. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to fail, but how to, um, pick up those bootstraps and, and keep going when you do and yeah. being kind of fearless of failure. Um, Resilience is really everything. paid off for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, resilience is very important. My husband and I talk about that a lot as we're raising two young children. We have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, mm-hmm. and we try to really focus on allowing them to fail and not fixing everything for them and helping mm-hmm. them build that confidence and that resilience. Yeah, I think that's so important. Thank you. Because you know, no matter what you do, somewhere along the way, you're you're going to have a failure. It might be in varying degrees, right? right? It might be that you burnt the birthday cake, but right. you got to figure out what you're going to do and, and, and be willing and to make back. another birthday cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Run down the, to the store for that. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us then um, about your business, Haven Collective. So Haven Collective is a co-working space at its core. We have everything from general memberships where people can come in and work in our open spaces all the way up to dedicated desks and offices. We've designed it so that entrepreneurs can come in at any stage of their journey and really have a plan that fits their budget and fits their needs. Um, of course, everyone's there working and trying to get their best work done throughout the day. But we also like to provide other amenities that help them have some balance as well. So we do things like once a week, we have an hour of yoga. We also have a meditation once a week. It's 10 minutes. I think people Mm -hmm. think, well, meditation, but it's just, it's really quick and it's nice to ground yourself for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. a week. And then of course the fun stuff like wine Wednesdays, you know, three o'clock we put out the wine and invite everyone to come and mingle. We are also constantly doing events for our members. We're committed to helping them grow personally and professionally and get out of their shell with some networking, but fun networking so that, you know, they can learn how to pitch what they do and meet other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on at Haven, but really right. we try and stress the collaboration and the community aspect and making sure everyone understands they have other entrepreneurs around them that are on the same journey that can help them, not just because they can understand what they're going through, but could possibly help their business grow through collaboration. Right. I remember um, very early on, that was one of the things when I still had the hard hat on that you guys <laughs> talked about um, in terms of the the kinds of um, businesses that you would like to attract would, mm-hmm. would be some that that could potentially help each other. So you know, yeah. if you've got this kind of business, but you need a, a CPA to help you get your taxes well, that's someone just down the hall or the exactly. lawyer who can write up your LLC is just down at the other mm-hmm. end of the hall and, mm-hmm. and kind of create a, a team um, within the, the walls of your building. Well said. That's exactly right. Well, that. <laughs> it's all about relationships. And so I think a lot of our entrepreneurs come in having worked from home and being isolated and just trying to figure it out on their own. And then they quickly learn that you know, these coworkers who they've built trust with can actually be people that help them move forward and um, just give them more confidence in their mm-hmm. business. So mm-hmm. it's been a really beautiful thing to watch. Well, and I love the um, the language that you guys use to describe <laughs> Haven. Um, on your website, one of the things that you have is that you're an ecosystem for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and side hustlers. Yeah. And hustlers, <laughs> a word that I see a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, so tell me about that sort of the, the, the brand that, that you guys are, um, achieving with, 
with some of the the language that you're using. Yeah. Ours is interesting because Danielle and I are so different. And rather than fight that, we decided to use it as part of our brand. You know, we joke that we're the yin and the yang, but Mm -hmm. really we're the hustle and the flow. We try and capitalize on our differences. You know, we say the hustle and the flow because our approaches are just just very different. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that people can walk in and feel supported and have that warm family feel. But we also have a very strong business background as both of us have MBAs. We're, it's not just warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. We do mm-hmm. want you to understand the nuts and bolts of your marketing, your finances, your accounting. You need to know those things, but you also need to feel comfortable. So using that hustle and flow to mm-hmm. kind of show people that, yes, you can be comfortable, but you need to take your business seriously. Right. Um, we really just took that and ran with it. Even yeah. our conference rooms are named hustle and flow. Yeah. And if you met Danielle and I together, you would very quickly see how different we are. <laughs> right. And it's a little extrovert, introvert, somewhere on yeah. the on the scale, um, mm-hmm. and that, that balance. And, yeah. Um, kind of, it, it serves the needs for, for lots of people then when they come in and see mm-hmm. the different personalities yeah. that, that you guys have and, and a place for them. Yeah, I think, of course, the factor that we have in common is that we're both very supportive. Mm-hmm. I think we're just supportive in different ways. And so it has worked really well because it takes every kind of person to build a collective and um, knowing that somebody might like Danielle's approach or my approach, it really benefits us because we have right. both to offer. So do you guys serve as business consultants yourselves since you both have business backgrounds and MBAs? Do you consult with the the members? We do. And we hadn't set out to do that when yeah, we started. I, I didn't remember that being part of it necessarily. No. But it seems like you're qualified to. Well, thank you. We we feel we are. Um, we spent so much time working with members on very tactical things like marketing plans and um, and helping with things like how do you structure a P&L? You know, we got to the point where we said, well, of course we want to make this a member benefit, but beyond a, f- a few hours here and there, what could we turn this into? So we both do take on what we call like coaching clients here and there for people who need more in-depth help. So Danielle focuses mainly on marketing and helping people understand who is their customer, what is the brand story that they want to tell, and then what does their content calendar look like with those factors. Okay. Whereas I work more with entrepreneurs on okay, now you know who your target audience is and who you're trying to go for. Let's talk about your pricing and your sales tactics and your sales funnel and CRM. And let's let's really talk about how to get the revenue coming through the door. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you both lend different specialties. Yes. Kind yes. Of. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of awesome then. That's just sort of stemmed out of the business. That's yeah. Not necessarily part that you planned for. We did not plan so for it, but it- Evolving. Yeah. Right? It was definitely a, a complete organic- thing and um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, advice. Uh, what would you say the best advice that you got from someone when you said, I'm going to start a business? It might be sad to say, I think a lot of people just uh, were pretty cautious. Did when they I told think you them. were crazy? <laughs> um, it was such a change from what I had been doing. I had worked in corporate America my entire career mm-hmm. Anyone who really knew me at my core could have told you that I was going to own my own business at some point. I just have a very entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. The best advice I got was someone told me that I should understand that everyone's going through the same thing as I am. 
So in the days when I felt really alone or really anxious or really nervous about this, Mm -hmm. to really understand that everyone else feels that too. And I'm human. And to give myself some leeway to sit in that. Yeah. Um, Just take a minute. Take a minute. Figure it out. You're not alone. You know, find your people. Find your people you can talk to and find them fast because it's a roller coaster. (laughs) <laughs> so, and I really took that advice to heart. Right, right. And it sounds like, you know, with the, the the members that you have at Haven, you've kind of created a space for them to do that too, when they're yes. struggling or when they need advice or yes. um, need to know somebody with a different specialty. Mm-hmm. You've created an environment so that they can find that Absolutely. outside their door. Absolutely. Danielle and I have our own team that we look to that we consider, you know, our go-to but then we, of course, mm-hmm. try to be that for the members in our organization and then encourage them to be that for each other. Yeah. So what do you feel like has been your biggest challenge? The change from corporate um, has been interesting because going from a structure and a routine where I was accountable to a CEO to now being a co-CEO, it's just um, I'm a very – self-directed and driven person, but it's a whole nother level of accountability when, I mean, who's paying attention when, if you don't do it? Right. Right? When Nobody. You're the boss, right? You're the boss. And, yeah, you know. It's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I always led a large team and I always felt like I was somewhat running my own like company in my own mind, but having a board that I reported to and a CEO that I reported to put a different level of pressure um, and I don't say that word in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. Like it just challenged me to get better all the time because I literally had a board I had to get in front of and impress every month. And now it's like, how do I continue to drive myself to do better and to grow professionally without someone else laying those challenges out for me? Right. So it kind of has to come from within a little bit. Exactly. And just, yeah. you know, stepping back from the day to day and really seeing my weaknesses or blind spots on, on little areas where I'd want to just grow and get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you do with time management? Oh, time management. Yes. I'm, I'm a big believer in time blocking. Yeah. Um, you know, Danielle and I work very closely on our calendars, making sure that we each have time for what we need to accomplish personally and professionally. So I'm lucky that my partner is um, understanding of my responsibilities as a mother, as a wife, my own personal goals. Right, you've got a lot going on. Yeah, so um, time blocking is crucial. I know my best hours are 8 a.m. to 1. That's when my brain works the best. So I really put blocks in place in those hours to do the harder tasks in my day, You know, making sure that I'm doing my marketing and sales follow-ups and all my financial work in those hours and, and blocking that off and giving myself permission to step away from running the space during those times to doing the deeper work, working on the business right. instead of in it, right? Yeah, so, so not at the front desk. Right. Right. <laughs> right, right. Though we both love being there. It's Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. We love seeing when people walk in and greeting them and understanding how their day is going. Um, but sometimes you have to tuck yourself away right. and get some other stuff done. I find that too. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I have to close out my email mm-hmm. so that I'm not seeing a new email pop up every time I'm trying to get something else done. Right. Like, you can know, really have to kind of um, compartmentalize yeah. and be able to focus. And I find that the time blocking helps too, because all those little tasks add up. And if you give yourself permission to say, well, that's a financial matter and I deal with those Mondays from 
you know, 11 to one, you just put it for that okay, time. So you're structuring it that mm-hmm. way. So you have your, your time blocks are specific um, topics yeah. like finances on this day at this time and, you know, marketing at this mm-hmm. day on this time. Yeah. I just find that like, if you're tackling them all at once, it helps you to see like bigger picture, what are processes and procedures that you can be putting in place to be more efficient. Um, and that just goes back to my operations background. I think mm-hmm. I'm always trying to look for efficiencies in process. Right. So right. that's just worked well that's for me. advice. Yeah. Thank you. I have to try that. <laughs> um, so when you do have a, um, a challenge come up, what, what helps you persevere? What, what keeps you going? So I'm a person of extreme faith. Um, I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. I am usually quick to make a decision. And if I can't be decisive in the moment, I give myself the space to sit back and think and pray on it and figure it out. And so far, so good. That that works yeah. for me. Okay. You know, I think that um, there are a lot, most of my decisions or challenges can be solved like very quickly. But I find that if I don't really know what to do in the moment, giving myself just a little bit of space to say, you know what, I'm not going to decide on this until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Even so far as like tomorrow night, I'm not even going to like worry about it. Right. And oftentimes, subconsciously, the answer will come to me. I'll be driving or in, at the gym or something. And it's like, oh, there right. it is. There's Just the answer right in front of me. Yeah. Um, but rather, you know, I think my younger self would have tried to like outthink it, you know, and just solve it right away. And and it would eat at me. Whereas now it's like, well, if the answer isn't clear up front, I probably just need to like step back mm-hmm. for a minute. And typically it just clears itself up. Yeah. I think my nature is that I'm a deliberator. So I mm. naturally take that time to think about things. But then once I've reached that point where it's like, okay, I've thought about this. And then, and then it comes to me. And it's like, yeah. okay. And then I make my decision really quickly yeah, because yeah. I feel like I've taken so much time to process it. Yeah. That, I, I used to I do can... like the whole pro and con list thing and like <laughs> be so practical about it. But I just find like if I can just breathe and just ask for clarity, um, it just tends to work for me. Yeah. So if you had to do things over again, is there anything you'd do differently? I would have bought a bigger space. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Wow. Um, I didn't. I knew it was going to be awesome. Yeah. But it is just so far exceeded what we ever thought it could be. And That's I just awesome. wish I could take in more people. I wish I could. Wow serve a larger audience. And I just um, am so grateful that we're at a point where we're talking about how we make an even bigger impact. Um, because now this little thing that we thought would be cool has taken off right. and we know so, we can do more. So I was just there last week, right? Mm-hmm. I popped in and um, it, it was it was hustling. There were lots yeah. of people around. <laughs> I didn't go over to the library, the quiet side, but upstairs are, are all your offices? Are they all leased up? Yep. Every office wow. is full. Um, we have one dedicated desk coming up um, that'll be available in mm-hmm. January. We're still, of course, accepting members. Mm-hmm. So we have we have room. I don't space, want people yeah. to be turned away. <laughs> like We definitely have room in the shared space yeah. and and room in our community to welcome different thought leaders and you know different uh, people from different backgrounds. So we're just excited right. to see how we can diversify right. our community. So when you, um, like you just said, a, a desk is going to be opening up or let's say an office opens up, I know that your business is still young, mm-hmm. um, but 
is when, when those desks or those spaces open up, what's that person's next move? Are they going to a storefront? Are they going to a, a, a bigger office? You yeah. Know? I mean, it is depends. This, are you sort of an incubator in a way? Um, I think kind of similar to our story. A lot of people come to us when they're just getting started and thinking like, I have a really cool idea. And then things go way better than they thought. And typically they're moving into an office, which is why our office is like filled up so fast. Yeah. Um, or just, just stories are totally different. We had one woman who um, was working from home, feeling very isolated, decided to get a desk so that she could have a community around her. And I think once she had more structure in her day, was able to think like, what's going to make me happy in life? And decided she wanted to be in Colorado. She wanted to be around the mountains. Oh, wow. And so she was able to take her job and move to Colorado. And um, we still keep in touch with her, and she's still part of our community via our Facebook, our private Facebook. But, you know, that's just one story. I think um, being part of the community, people are so encouraged, whether that means, yeah, I'm going to take a trip across the country, or I'm going to move up to an office, or, you know, I'm ready to take this gig even bigger and get a storefront. Right, right. So it's a confidence builder. Yeah. Oh, for, definitely. For whatever that next step is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my last question is um, about success, and how would you define success, and and how do you know when you're there? Hmm. I've been thinking about that one a lot lately, yeah. because I think you really do have to decide what success looks like to you. You know, if you'd asked me this question ten years ago, I probably would have associated it with having a big paycheck, that sort of thing. But it just looks so different now. Um, to me, being able to call the shots in my own life is success in a nutshell. Not being beholden to anyone else, being able to take time off and be present with my children, take time and be with my husband, live life basically on my terms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so freeing. It just feels really good. And I don't think that I would trade that for the big fat paycheck. <laughs> as good as as life is a little easier on some levels in that way, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot less, there's a lot more pressure that comes with that too. Mm -hmm. And I think um, so many people that I talk to who make the leap from corporate have that aha moment as well. Like, wait a minute. I was so scared about losing the money. I was so scared about what life would look like and losing that financial freedom. But you find you need a lot less, you spend a lot less, and different things become important to you. And um, I just sleep a lot better at night now. And so I think just continuing to remind myself on the hard days that, like, I just don't answer to anyone. And if I needed to leave right now and go pick up my kid from school, I can do that. And it's just, um, to me, that's huge. Good for you. Congratulations. What a great great way to wrap up, too, right? (laughs) Um, But before we go, um, just uh, let's let our listeners know how to find you on yeah. your social media or website. So you want to share your... Uh... Yeah. You can find us on our website at havencolumbus.com. We do communicate with our audience very frequently through Facebook at Haven Collective and through Instagram at Haven Collective as well. So always excited to see a new follower and get you engaged in the conversation. So would love to see more um, people from the chamber, people from UA following along and getting into the conversation with us. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Circle270media.com.
Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life, and join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes. With OneNet on Vodafone Business, you can make and receive landline calls from your mobile, meaning your office could be here. Or here. Or more likely, here. Hello, Saunders Designs. How can I help? Your office can be anywhere with our OneNet virtual landline. Available on our new and limited data plans. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone Business. Max download upload speeds apply to data. Coverage may vary. Unlimited and one net terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.